That's what it stands for, Schmools? That's what your, is that your name? That's what it stands for? Technology. Schmools. Chop that out, put it at the beginning, it's an intro. It's better when it kind of like naturally, mm-hmm. we're having like a sort of a conversation and then we just start doing the podcast. That's really how I, wanted, how I like to do it. But first, we're gonna start off with advertising, because that's important, right? Gotta make that Skrilla. If only. So, Sensorium, you're playing that. That's a thing. Yeah, it's weekend. 5 a.m. trio. That's at the Yuki on Franklin. You guys got Tobacco. Well, not you guys, but Tobacco, L1011, and Tweed are like the headliners. And then it's you guys and Faceplant. That'll be great. Yeah. And also, the, we got to thank the guys at Aspire Higher. Big up. Big up, Aspire Higher. My favorite event of the year, the Halloween show. Tickets are on sale Love now. Man. Cone Sound, outdoor, one art, best venue in the city. Going to be great. Yeah, I'll be there. If I'm in town, <laughs> <laughs> you're a busy boy, Sam. You're always on the you're on the move. It's hard to it's hard to even get a hold of you these days. It is. You were the original. You were the original idea idea for the podcast, and you're you've been a, a, a you know a slippery snake trying to get a hold of you onto the since thing. like June or since like May even you've you've had this. We've been talking vision. about it, but it's really yeah. only kind of come around recently into a mm-hmm. thing now. You know. So, all right. Well, let's start with like the best question that I can think of for you. Who makes the best hummus? Where do you score the best hummus? Oh, man. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a purveyor of hummus, so I'm not going to make a strong claim as to who makes the best hummus, but I will say that I did just have uh, the, some of the best hummus at Liberty Choice. Oh, yeah. Which, That's where that uh, stuff I brought is from, too. Yeah. The Zatar. Yeah, and the trio will go there occasionally because uh, it's really close to Aaron's house. Okay, which is where we're yeah. doing the podcast now. So love this spot. Love this spot. I had Liberty yeah. Choice for dinner tonight too. It's a great choice. Always, yeah. always the Liberty Choice. Mm-hmm. They're the, the homies in there. They are. They're fantastic. They're the best. And, like, we definitely want to spread the word. Uh, absolutely. Or maybe, maybe not. Should we keep it on the DL? Oh yeah, we're trying to keep it underground. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, keep the scene and the Liberty Choice well, well, well underground. I'm about that underground hummus. Oh, the underground. The, that's the best hummus. Is the hummus yeah. that no one really knows about. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think you're right. All right. So one of the best questions from the last one, too, was if you had a last meal, you know, death row style, you're, you know, you stand up from the meal and that's it. No more, no more Sam. What's your last meal, man? Ooh. Tofu. Tofu. The way that my parents make it. All right. How do your parents make tofu? Put, our, put the listeners on to, like, the, the, the Andrews family tofu method. Well, it's got like garlic, onion, ginger, kind of oh. like base powder or fresh. Fresh. Oh, okay. Uh, with like a, like a chili paste and a black bean paste oh, that kind of very... like all simmers together for a while mm. and gets really like savory. And then of course like, uh, soy sauce. Okay, so like an Asian style. On. And that vegetables. That sounds fantastic. And they just kind of all fry and simmer in there. All right, um, you serve with, with, ri- you with rice. You serve with rice. Yeah, awesome. That's like that sounds fantastic. Classic. Man. Classic tofu right there. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta, yeah. Tofu's a tough one for some people, but I think that, like, when you do it right, especially like that. Yeah. You know, you really you really hit it nice. And you dry it out. They get it to get kind of nice and dry so it's not too too slimy. Yeah, That's like the, the I, do I do, we do, like, the harder tofu. Nice, um, nice. And I will say that uh, soy is not something that, you know, we're supposed to have a lot of in our diets, but sometimes I just send it and have some tofu. You know, it's like being gluten. It's like the you know, the people with celiac. They're just like they do that self-deprecating thing where they eat a whole pizza. Yeah. You know, like all yeah. right, well, let's eat a whole brick of tofu, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not, right? Well, shoot, let's talk a little music. So you got the five a.m. project. You got the trio project. Who else? Do you have another? Are there any other 
side things that we might need to know about? Anything we should expect coming up in the pipes? Good question. I mean, I would just say that the 5AM project is transforms and morphs and evolves because it already has, and that therefore I feel like I've given myself license to kind of keep evolving it yeah. because there's so much diversity in it already. I'm kind of in a good place where nobody expects a specific a specific tempo or a specific palette, so Agreed. I can kind of like experiment with it a little bit more. And I would so say even in the three four years I've been, I've known you and been following you is that your music has evolved massively yeah. and in such a great direction. You know, it's like Philly favorite. You know, definitely one of my favorites. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, definitely focusing right now on the trio and on some original music that's going to come out in 2020, but Fantastic. that is kind of it belongs in a few different places, I think, and I'm still figuring out where it all fits. But uh, one thing I'm really excited about is the amount of collaborations I've gotten to do on the road over the past couple months. <laughs> Who have you collabed with in the past couple months that you're really, really excited about? Uh, I released a collaborative EP with Pluto Era. Okay. Um, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we learned a lot from that. Um, with, let's see who else, uh, Star Fox. I started some okay. music with Star Fox out in L.A. Nice. So starting on July 4th, I was in West Virginia, and then I went out to Sacramento, L.A., back east for Camp Bisco, then back out west for Cascadia Festival and Wormhole in Oakland, then to Denver, wow. and then to Soundhaven, and then back here. Soundhaven, Soundhaven was the Canada? Was the one in Canada? No, that was in Virginia, right? Soundhaven was in Tennessee. Tennessee, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. But yeah, so I was on the West Coast a couple times, so I collaborated with Star Fox, uh, started something with Asteroids and Earthquakes, who's a really good friend of mine who lives out there. Um, and then with the uh, the homies that I was hanging with in Denver. So Templo, I started one with. Oh, cool. Um, Can't wait and, for that. And, and, and when I say who I'm collaborating with, not all of these are going to be completed anytime soon, necessarily. Sure. It's just we get together, we play with some ideas and we see where it goes and if it starts to turn into a track we try to give as much energy to it as we can in that short period of time and then going forward who knows if it'll take a year or three years to finish the track but so some of these are just kind of in limbo for a while sure you know how it goes but uh yeah so thought process and uh feel and park breezy were a couple of the other oh cool nice labs that Hell I yeah. got started that's fun on that same note, where is, like, this past summer especially, I guess, where is your favorite place to play? Where are you mm. just the most pumped to play, like, when wow. you get to go there? If you get, you know, of all the places you've been, yeah, you get to go back. Where's the where's the most exciting one? Right now, what really stands out is two places. Of course, Philly. Of course. I haven't played there in a while, though. I was going to so, say, when was your last Philly show? Uh, it may have been a benefit show. It was a Sam Andrus DJ set. Oh, okay. At yeah. Silk City. For Becca, yeah. Yeah, for Becca, exactly. That was a good one. Um, it was fun, and Keith from Wax Future shredded on that, and that was great, but it was, you know, probably in the room, maybe 50 people throughout the night, maybe sure. a little more, so it was definitely uh, just a kind of a more intimate vibe, but uh, what comes to mind next is Denver. Um, yeah, okay. At, uh, we just played at Cervantes in Denver, the main room, which Wild I now... Stomping Grounds, big fan of the main room. Yeah, that's right, you lived in Denver. I loved that room. I loved, I like, you know... It's a great social area and a great place to see music. You know, you can hang out with your friends or you can play up there. But I, I don't want to know, you know. Yeah. Um, what do you love about it? Well, I, I played with Nightmares on Wax the first time. Oh, cool. And uh, Dave, who runs the ship there, is just really, and the whole staff, really accommodating, really good people, and very uh, very down to just help you if you need something. So it's I felt very attended to, and that's kind of something I value with, with venues. 
And it's not because I consider myself a free Madonna, but it's like once you've been treated really well by a yeah. venue, you be, you start to expect it. And it's also like uh, this new level of appreciation people will start showing for your art. So uh, once I get that, I start to sort of not necessarily feed off of it or need it, but just kind of, it just becomes an expectation. Once it's an elevation of, of it, it puts your mind more at ease so you can focus more on your art. I think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. good I, hospitality. I always appreciate that because it goes hand in hand with community. When there's a community of people kind of like supporting and helping the music, um, that's great. So like I have a, a team around me a yeah. lot more often now than I used to. And it's uh, there's definitely some rocky aspects to working with the team, but it's overall so much better. It's such a good thing to have. So Teamwork makes, yeah. makes the dream work. Mm -hmm. Well, so on the subject of that kind of like more, you know, more serious direction, what a... What's the goal or the intention with your music? You know, like what, what, why, why make, why make all this music for all these people and travel around the country? Um, that's a great question. That's the question. That's the question. It's gotten some good answers so far. Yeah. Um, so, the short answer is, my purpose is to show people the adjacent possible, which is the way like things that. could be. Yeah. It's the alternate reality that exists just off screen from this reality that we could get to. So if we work hard, if we align things the right way, uh, and it excites me. What and a beautiful way to put that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I want to show people what that can be by making things. Because I think that creativity is how you get these alternate realities that we can imagine into this reality, which is such a inspiring idea that we can change things for people, for ourselves, uh, and on a larger scale. Nice. And yeah. so I think music is really metaphorical. Um, the idea of like a switch up in a song is something that I'm kind of obsessed with. I, I'm interested in energy shifting and kind of like more practically what that means is just like a key change. Sure. Uh, a restart where all the elements come out and it's just the drums and the bass. And then we have all this room to play with. You know, stuff like that where, where the where the terrain that you're on starts to shift, it okay. just reminds you that you're in the moment and sure. that anything is possible right now. So that's kind of what the music is about. And that's why I get really excited when I think about like uh, somebody might, might have that realization in the crowd when I'm playing the music and either be like, ah, oh, this, this seems like it'd be really fun to make and I want to make it or want to dance to it or just want to keep listening and hear what could come next. Sure. I, I know you're a huge inspiration to a lot of the Philly musicians. A lot of people will say that you have taught them a lot and then that you have just basically shown them that they can make this music and that they can do it themselves. And it's great to, it, like, that's part of why I wanted you on this show is because you are just such a, a big player in this scene without, in this Philly scene especially. And you're the quietest, most unassuming human being on the planet. <laughs> uh, you know, and like the amount of people that you can inspire silently on stage is just such a great thing that you do. You know, and it's like, Oh, I'm thanks, just gonna man. keep kissing your butt this entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's I I really appreciate that. Um, I I know that uh, the the things I want to say and express are hard to put into words. Yeah, and uh, I'm so grateful for music to be able to kind of help me articulate some things that really my s subconscious wants to say or that I want to say deep down somewhere. Something that's true or beautiful or real and it's like hard to say with words on that note though i am trying to figure out ways to become 
a little sharper and a little bit. I enjoy banter. I like it. I like being around it, and I want to play that game sometimes. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out how to be more in that. It's definitely, I, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. We can, I, I'll teach you banter. You teach me Ableton. You know, it seems like heady a Heady trade. Heady trade. Let's do it. All right. Well, on that, let's go back to something kind of on the, on the realm of music. What's the best show you've ever seen? What was the coolest mm. bit of music that you've ever witnessed? Wow. Most inspiring. Wow. Yeah. Who, who do you go back to and be like, I'm going to play a show like that one day? Right now, it's all blurring together, but I know that in the past, I could definitely pick out something, but uh, or maybe if I if I keep thinking about it, I'll be able to pull out some something. But here are some that kind of come to mind. Sure, no, there's no single answer. You know? uh, no, never. <laughs> uh, but my morning jacket at Bonnaroo 2008. Wow, um, I remember that is hearing that. Not what I expected yeah. <laughs> there, because it's, okay. it's those moments that like that like speak something a little bit like beyond what i was ready for at the time like they have this really good song called gideon that's just got this like lick that's like i'm trying to remember what the lick is but it doesn't even really matter but they essentially summoned the rain so it just started raining during their set that's so cool anybody who was there is like even though i actually left halfway through that set (laughs) i just got tired and i was like oh it's raining like i want to go back to my tent but like honestly the beginning of the set gripped me and i was like oh these guys are awesome and i still listen to them all the time and uh i still kind of and even in my music now i'm inspired by their music and any moments where there are these like mystical like soothing melodic arrangements i just kind of like keep going back to those so like they have a song called wordless chorus that's essentially just like them not even singing like i mean obviously for the chorus but it's just like a, a choir kind of deal and it okay. just sounds really awesome but uh, i'm trying to think about that was great i mean that was a great answer you don't need to provide another one there that was fantastic quite a memorable set I yeah will say. that's awesome that's funny it kind of ties into another question i like to ask which is you're out of genre recommendation so you're non-based music non you know whatever it is that you make yeah however you categorize that what's your out of you know you're totally not in this in this scene kind of music it's really hard to say because i channel so much of my uh inspirations from other genres into my music but as far as what you might not expect from bass music yeah unexpected yeah something unexpected uh, besides my morning jacket which was a totally (laughs) left field thing for me (laughs) i mean i have a lot of those like um elvis costello big inspiration of mine cool he's just this guy who just like he's like a crooner of sorts and he's uh gone through a lot of different iterations like in the 80s he was in kind of like a punk indie kind of band okay. and then like he but he collaborated with burke back burt Bacharach. ah the legend on, yeah on a an arrangement of an album called i believe it was painted from memory and it's just love songs and it's just songs about like uh yeah just deep shit and it's like really really good and awesome. uh the way it's really well written there's a whole orchestra behind him on a similar note uh, the Miguel Atwood Ferguson Suite for Ma Dukes, which is a Jay Dilla cover okay. band, but it's an orchestra, so it's like a 30-something oh, wow. piece, a, or like, I don't know, 20-piece orchestra. And uh, so he's conducting them all, playing these wonky hip-hop beats, but with like beautiful kind of violins and wow. upright bass over top. It's really... I'll have to check that out. That, nice. I'm going to need you to send that to me later. That's that's a that's yeah. thing I want to check out. I'll send it. Yeah, rest in peace, Jay Dilla. R.I.P. What's your favorite? What's your favorite thing to drink? What's your favorite beverage, Sam? Good question. 
Um, I don't really drink too much alcohol. No, no, no. When I do, I like to drink something that's got packs a lot of like flavor and like is interesting. Like I like stouts and porters. Okay. And uh, I'll usually just like sip on a stout, and that'll be my whole night. <laughs> that's a, that's a, and uh, yeah, I was gonna say you are like one of the few people in the scene, or not? I feel like the number gets bigger every year. Like the sober mm-hmm. people in the scene, and it's great to see yeah. people who either need to make that choice for themselves or who just you know make that choice you know mm-hmm. it's, it's nice it's like it's great for to be able to appreciate the music without yeah. inebriation and i'll have a beer but i guess like that's not where that's not where i go in terms of like uh prop something to do something to have that's not necessarily my like i i would always like i've always done or or uh gravitated more towards like music in a sense like in terms of where my where I go when I'm at a show, I just like dance or I get down or whatever. But I will say that in terms of beverages, I really enjoy uh, ginger kombucha. Okay. Anything, yeah, any kind of ginger kombuchas, I'm really into. Uh, what else, drink wise? Um, mango lussi, that Indian oh, food. It's like yogurt, drink. right? Isn't yeah, it's yogurt like, a, like yeah. a yogurt drink. Mm. It's really good. That sounds great. Be great right now. It's hot as it's, hell. And- Really hot it's in here. Brutal in this studio, Aaron. So hot in. <laughs> so hot in here. Oh man. It is though. What else do you want to talk about, Sam? Yoga. Yoga. You like yoga? You into yoga? You doing a lot of yoga these days? I do yoga every day, forty-five minutes a day. It's kind of like a customized routine that I do that I base off of a bunch of different um, yoga sessions that I've been in or okay. like YouTube videos that I've seen. Would you teach like a yoga class at a, at a festival, like where you play your own music and DJ your own yoga class? That would be awesome. One day, I would love to do that. Put it on the lineup. You heard it here first. Yeah. This, the 5 a.m. teaches and DJs his own yoga set. Yeah. You get a little hand controller. You're up there. Mm-hmm. You teach all the. You do. I'd, I'd show up. Ooh, I like it. When I do downward dog, it like chills the track out, and then oh. when I do like forward fold, it like drops. Yeah. You, it's you, the world is your oyster. It's already, I'm already gears are turning. I, I I'd hate to put a whole other project. In your head. <laughs> You're the busiest person I know. Uh, now I have to, I'm doing the lessons. Uh, now I got to do this yoga thing. Sam gave me this idea. And it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh man, that that would be awesome though. That would be such a cool thing. That'd mm-hmm. be really that, that'd be a fun one for you. One day, I I definitely do want to start bringing uh music lessons to festivals or like uh Ableton workshops. Cool. That's the way I would frame it, and it would just be like uh. Essentially, just like a workflow, and like the outline would be like bass, uh, bass design, like sound design, arrangement, mixing, uh, and then as adding like the razzle dazzle, like okay. a, a lot of the like effects and stuff. And you know, we each one of those is its own separate rabbit hole. Yeah, but I would love to um, just like do a workshop at a festival along with playing the festival. That's something yeah. I wanted to do for a while. Um, I definitely want to start like putting together more of a pitch for what that could be, but that's in the pipeline. That would be great. I sure. mean, like you, I, I've, I've seen your creative flow and you're, just, you're, a, you're a workhorse, man. You just sit down and churn it out. It's, you know, you are, you, you are the mo- one of the most focused people I've ever met. You know, when I'm focused, when you're focused, when I'm focused, but that's good. You need, you need to, sometimes you need to just totally disconnect from your focus, you know? Yes. That's mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's a reasonable thing to expect. Yeah, um, and that's something I uh, I spend a lot of time uh, on on uh, personal development because I I have some weaknesses and 
I used to have a lot of weaknesses. So now the way that my brain is set up, the way my mind is set up is definitely more towards like focus and hone some skills and get a hold of, get my shit together, get a hold of every, like plan shit out, know what my goal is so that I'm not distracted, uh, have a central frame of reference so that I can start adding and building things around it but like what's my one thing that i want to do really well you need to be finish? a life coach for these wooks in the scene too man yeah well yeah. <laughs> these kids need you i need your i need your life coach first Sam. I, first i need a life coach then i'll be like fair enough fair enough but we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> who would your life coach be who would you want who would you want making you know cracking the whip on you oh man who, who would Great you pick for, your, for the life coach um let's see Jamie Foxx seems like he'd be a great life coach. For sure. I kind of would love to have his voice, like, kind of waking me up <laughs> and, like, uh, giving me a pep talk. Okay. Um, the Jamie Foxx pep talk. Yeah. Do you, watch, do you watch that Seinfeld show, Comedians in the Cars? Yeah. Have you seen his episode? I haven't. Oh, he's, he's I mean, obviously his impressions are fantastic, but he, he like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld team tends to bring out that realness in, in a lot of people, especially in that show with the interviews. He brings his old friends on. I, I kind of channel a lot of the ideas from this podcast from watching episodes of that show. It's like, you, it's not going to be fun if I don't do it with my, with my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but he, the, the, the Jamie Foxx episode is so funny. They just, he just does impressions of all the, all the comedians and all the, uh, all the actors. And they're so spot on. Yeah. And he does seem like a very focused human being too, like a real motivated guy. Mm -hmm. And he is a jack of all trades too. He sings, he dances, he, you know, he raps, he does pretty much everything. It's wild. Like, you know, he is on top of his stuff. Great choice, Jamie Foxx. Oh, yeah. Maybe I don't know if he does life coaching. But. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe he'll hear this and decide to be a life coach. Jamie Foxx, come be Sam Anderson's life coach. And check out my music and while you're at it. Mostly just, yeah, <laughs> check out the music. If you want to be the life coach, we can, we'll get there later. Um, so, on a more serious note, if someone's wearing your shirt, if someone's wearing a 5 a.m. hat, how do you... How do you want them to act in the world? You know, like, what is... How, like, do, uh, how do I want my fans to present themselves? Yeah, if someone is basically... Or how, how do I... What do I envision my fans' culture being? Yeah, like? what, would you, what would you like your fans' cultural norms to be? How would you like them to present themselves to the world when they're presenting your lo you know, yourself to the world? Yeah. Um, this, w this is going to get into some really interesting topics that I want to talk about. But first of all... Uh, I want them to be inquisitive, curious, questioning their own beliefs about things because circling back to what I brought up at the beginning, I'm all about, one of my favorite words is or. Just options, possibilities, never believing that we figured it out. Always okay. a work in progress, always, always pushing for more. So I really want people who listen to my music, I mean... Who cares what I want people who listen to my music to do? But also, um, at the end of the day, maybe it will bring together, because I know that some of my biggest inspirations bring together like-minded people like Tipper. Uh, a lot of the people who listen to Tipper tend to be a little bit more detail, not oriented, but like fascinated, like interested in the details, interested in the perfecting things down to the minutia yeah. like uh what they say about people who live in portland where they're all about the top tier stuff and the best most like polished like perfected things like that's tipper's fan base and that's tipper's style is like 
always taking it one step further. And that's definitely a thread that goes through a lot of music that can be described as psychedelic. Okay. Is let's try and push the envelope as much as possible, like, and to the almost like, almost like to the point of where the mind fails to grasp what it's hearing and it goes like, this is just amazing. I don't know. That's like what I look for in the music I listen to when I stop analyzing it because I'm just overwhelmed by how beautiful it is. I'm like, all right, this is. This is the sauce. Sure, you kind of just bathe in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like taking a bath in the music. Your music is luscious enough to take a bath in. You know, it's it's yeah. like that's the thing I really look for that ought sound that kind of like just float away. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. even Dripped if it's off. super intense, even if it's super intense, it's mm-hmm. it's an intense bath. You know, it's yeah. like bathed in electricity or something. You know, whatever that is. Yeah, but the way <laughs> hopefully like, not bathing in electricity. That'd be da- that sounds dangerous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of my fans described. Uh, my track onward as a determined float. I thought okay. that was kind of nice. And I think as far as like my fan base, like, I mean, um, when I created the Facebook group, the family with, uh, five, uh, at the beginning, five a Emily, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how to say it. You decide, but, um, I, what do you I, think? The five a Emily, the five a Emily. I think yeah. it's, it could be that. Yeah. I think it's or that. the family just sounds kind of, uh, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, does weird. not roll off the tongue as well as the five a Emily. Yeah. Not, not quite. So uh, when I made that, I kind of hoped that people in that group would be fellow seekers, people who want to have conversations that kind of like get at the core, at the root of things, like really delve into like um, what's really true. So I, when I see an alarmist Facebook headline that somebody shares, I click the link. I see where it goes to, what kind of website it is. I read the article, and by the time I'm done reading the article, I'm like, all right, this is just biased, and it doesn't matter what side it's on. It's just everybody's biased. Sure. Everybody has an agenda. A lot of people say things without backing them up with any kind of Agreed. evidence. And so I kind of want to like crusade for the idea that, A, you should never believe your own belief system. So you should never 100% believe what you think you believe because the truth could be much more complicated and much less friendly than what you've, the projection you've created in your mind. It's all I advice. I don't know anything. And, I really, and, and that means that when I get in conversations about politics with people, when I, when I see Facebook arguments and Facebook conversations, I always just want to jump in and say, like, guys, like, How do you know what you're proclaiming to know here? Because it sounds like you came into this with a biased opinion. You found someone who agrees with you, and you decided that you could impose this belief on somebody else. And and at the end of the day, you're just you're just talking. You're talking into the ground. You're talking the top, the subject. Sure. You're beating a dead horse. Nothing, you're never going to change anyone's nothing's mind. Nothing's getting over a accomplished. Yeah. Nobody's accomplishing anything. And I think that uh, if if we're not actually accomplishing anything, then we don't have to change any minds, and we don't have to find the truth. It's okay if there's a little gray area. It's it's okay if we accept that we might never know the truth or the answer. So sure. topics of like uh, anything partisan, anything like abortion or race or uh, social standing or guns or anything like that. You all you have is your perspective, and your perspective pales in comparison to reality. It doesn't matter. My perspective pales in comparison to reality. I I just have my story, 
the truth is like this disco ball I'm looking at over in the edge <laughs> of the room here where and it's literally facts, got yeah. a million facets to it. And each mirror reflects a different part of the room. And the truth is the disco ball. So that's why we have to have conversations. I'm not the trying to say we shouldn't is have the conversations. Disco ball. This yeah. is this is gonna be the best episode <laughs> ever. Oh, and I'm glad that I'm glad that we the uh, truth on right now. I'm Sam glad Andrews. that we landed on that because I, I don't want to like like I said I don't want to beat a dead horse. I don't want to talk the subject into the ground, but I I just wanna I've always wanted to say this on a platform. Go for it. This is, is your platform. Yes, just the idea of ask yourself how do I know what I know. And do the hard work of Googling the big questions you have, like uh, what percentage of people in America actually fill in the blank? Or like what is like uh, stories about, like stories from this part of America that I don't understand? Like I want to read their stories. I want to hear from people who I don't know about to hear what they have to say. And uh, that way I'm going to get closer to the truth than just reading people who agree with me. I, right. I almost don't want to, like, read from people who agree with me. And this, this is, I get very passionate about this because I think that conflict stems from uh, getting too rooted in your own belief system a lot of the time. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, entertain the idea of uh, that we actually don't know much of anything and that uh, the truth is a disco ball. The truth is a disco ball. I love it. That's fantastic. Well, so here's an Aaron question, right? Aaron, Aaron gave me a bunch of these really like ah, kind cool. of heavier questions, and I think it segues well from this. Is what is one of like the great humanitarian issues right now that you really want, like that that you care about, that you want the people around you to care about? You know, that, like what is what is really needs to be a thing that like gets pushed these days that 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 you think your music or your you know your platform could champion. Um. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, I think that anyone can be creative, that life is a creative pursuit. So I think that there's a lot of people out there who kind of look at people like me and also people like Aaron and probably in the future you and maybe our friends in the future uh, definitely are going to be looked at as like luminaries, like people who are somehow maybe gifted. And uh, I just think that that idea is really sad for people who maybe haven't found their gift yet or maybe don't necessarily know or believe if, that they have one. So I just think that life is a creative pursuit and that any day is an opportunity to, like, go into uh, – get into a creative flow. Like, uh, so I definitely would want to encourage creativity in, in, in people who don't create. So – I would be I'd be super down to just help spread uh, artistic enjoyment as far as I can. So whether that be like working with kids to, you know, make art. A good friend who's involved in this thing called the Artolution. And he goes to refugee camps in kind oh, of wow. underserved uh, other parts of the world, like in Sudan or uh, Africa at large. I'm not sure exactly where he goes or where he is right now, but he paints giant murals with the kids. And I think that when you put pen to paper when you put the paintbrush onto the wall you can you're, you're shifting your reality so again back to that idea okay uh, and i think that like yeah encouraging arts um that's pretty big uh what else um humanitarian situations 
I'm grateful for Aaron asking that question because it's getting it's me thinking about it. It's such a good question. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, so let's, Aaron let's really came. About... I had very surface level questions and like I kind of, I kind of wanted to be silly. And Aaron's like, no, you need to like really ask serious questions of these people because they'll have good answers. And you have had fantastic answers to the hard questions. So that's really. Oh, I did want to talk about the rust too. We, we should. Oh yeah, we yeah. definitely should. And yeah. on that note, I'll Let's definitely say, come out to Sensorium. Yes. This Basically, weekend. Do they have that whole that's that's them the whole the whole day that second stage? Yeah, we we have a lot of rust artists on the bill, and it's just really cool to have that camaraderie and have that sense of like, uh, we we're kind of like a, we're a community. Um, the rust has a lot of producers involved, and then a lot of. Uh, media people who just like do like video and art and writing sure and it's it's kind of like i don't want to get too like grandiose with it but it's a little bit like a movement i would say because because it's like i feel like when i'm watching and hanging out with these people and having conversations with them like uh there's something timeless about the the whole thing it's kind of like a and there's people loosely affiliated who are who are crushing it equally as hard sure who are Equally as much, you know, I would see as like. What was the phrase you used at the beginning about that? The the just beyond, the just like the pushing the limits. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that just beyond. The like adjacent possible. Adjacent possible. You guys get mm -hmm. to see a little bit of that adjacent possible when you when you get together. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 we're all kind of excited about it. We want to make more music. We want to help each other make music. We nerd out. So like. I'll talk with like Squawpad or Faceplant or Malachi about like sound design for hours. Shapeshift is like really just like into that detail oriented, high fidelity, Amon Tobin, Tipper kind of sound design. And the fact that there's even a, a group of people who are all kind of sharing the same like jazzy, hip hoppy, pretty lightsy, tippery goodness yeah. is just like, is like, a dream. The fact that it like seems there's so like many everyone of us involved with them is is not necessarily top of the game, but top you know top tier production level, attention level. You know, you guys all are very much so for you know nerds. You know, what yeah, I mean, you guys nerds, are yeah. heavy into what you do, and you're knowledgeable knowledgeable about it, and you're willing to share with each other, which is like you can definitely see you know like artists grow as soon as they join up with the rust and like it's really i i love what you guys i love what they do up there those guys are i hope that goes far for them that's a that's yeah. such a cool and project they kind of like floated the idea about managing me uh about a year and a half ago or something like that or two now maybe even two years ago but uh you know it it evolved slowly and really organically and it just when it made sense, we started working together more, and it's been such a, the whole time, it's just been such a fluid kind of organic uh, partnership Great. and uh, team. And now we've added Katie over at Madison House, and, and she's doing the booking management. And so it's just really cool to have, like, uh, a lot of people all working in their own ways to push the vision forward and strategize and plan and stuff Fantastic. like that. It's, it's yeah. going really well in that, in that regard. And the rest are just, like, in their own right, like, doing so well with event planning and curation of stages at festivals. Sure. They did a stage at Elements Festival. They did a stage at, uh, th they're going to be curating stage at Equinox Festival. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more in store and a lot more coming down the pipeline. I with, certainly with hope so. Yeah, everything that comes from them has been so good yeah. so far. You keep it up too. I will. All right. All right, and one last question. And here's the silly question to top them all off. If Yeti has spaghetti, what do your fans eat? It's more about what they drink. Okay. 
What do your, fa- um, your fans consume? So the 5 a.m. trio has a very uh, ancient and very time-honored ritual of uh, two parts yerba mate, two parts LaCroix. And, oh, uh, yeah, okay. so we just mix, right. we mix the LaCroix with the mate, and we do our mate LaCroix ceremony. And uh, you take a – so first you have to download the Boomerang app, and then you <laughs> fill uh, your mason jar with mate and LaCroix. And anyone in the group in the room at the time does this. I'm and, coming next time. You gotta let me know. Uh, yeah, and you just do a group boomerang with the mate and Lacroix, and then you drink up and, and post uh, to all your socials. Yeah, and it's very important to post to the socials. Yes. Well, that's the only that's that seals the contract. The that seals the uh, contract with our our higher power. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's all I'm. I love uh, it. At liberty to divulge right now. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, shoot. That was fun. I think that's good. We good? You happy with it? Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm definitely, uh, we recorded all this right after trio practice. So I guess I'm a little zonked, but I, th- I think Go home, it went, go to sleep. Yeah, Sam, yeah. I, th- I think this went <laughs> go really home, well. Go home, go to sleep. Uh, Send me the file. Go home, go to sleep. I'm really stoked that uh, we got to sit down for a podcast. I'll just t- let you know that like being on a podcast is something I've wanted to do for a long time. So I'm glad we could pop that cherry for you. Yeah. Me too. You know, <laughs> like, like I said, you were... You know, when it, when it first was an idea, even, you know, before, when I was sitting and talking to Bruce, like, you know, I need to do something creative. I need to give something back. It was you. It was the Wax Future guys. It was, you know, Kyle, Tide Kai, and, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's really great that, like, I'm so happy that I got you in here, man. Like, it's really a pleasure. It's an honor. Thank you. Dude, it's an honor to talk to you, Shmuley. Fantastic. Love you, man. Fiend. <laughs>